stuff out together. You really kind of get to know people a little bit better. And whenever they come up afterwards and they tell you, like, oh, I just feel like I understand what's going on now so much better. And that always makes me smile, makes me think that I'm doing my job well. What I consider my first official work event of Derby Week is always the Kentucky Derby Museum Gala. For calling Churchill Downs, home of the legendary Kentucky Derby. For today's post times, today's events, and announcements, press 1. If you are calling to buy tickets or to make reservations, please press 2. If you are a horseman wanting to enter or nominate, press 3. If you are calling for general information, please press 4 now. So we're pressing 4 today on the Amplify Horse Racing Podcast. We have so much information about the Kentucky Derby and the events surrounding it and the weeks leading up to it. We're so excited to share with you guys. We have Sean Collins, who works in visitor services and is an assistant tour manager for the Kentucky Derby Museum. And we also have Kathy Shercliffe, who is the director of equine industry relations for Churchill Downs Incorporated. Anise, Timothy, how are you guys feeling about this episode? Pumped. It is just about Derby week. And yeah, and I'm so jealous. I am experiencing it here in Texas, and you guys are, well, Anise, you're there where the energy is, like, definitely real. <laughs> yeah, I could not be more excited. Biggest time of the year. So heavily anticipated. All the derby preps have been run. We know who the biggest contenders are. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, find out the field and, uh, and the winner of the race itself. It's so crazy because it's, like, it almost feels like this time of year always sneaks up on me. And then it just hits you so hard with that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the energy and the excitement for what lies ahead. And so I think this is going to be a great episode for listeners to learn about ways that they can get involved uh, with the Kentucky Derby. You know, we do have a lot of things that would be in person, you know, with the Kentucky Derby Museum or at Churchill Downs itself derby week that are really uh, engaging with the community but you know we're also going to have some things through amplify which we'll share a little bit about as we go on so guys let's dive in we are live with our first guest of the day on the amplify horse racing podcast in honor of kentucky derby week so i'm happy to welcome Sean Collins, who works in visitor services and is assistant tour manager for the Kentucky Derby Museum, which is an incredible facility for you know fans of the industry and people who are hoping to come to become fans of the industry and want to learn more. So welcome, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's the best time of year right now, Kentucky Derby Week. So there's nothing better than talking derby and especially being here at the museum at this time. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's uh, like Christmas in the world of horse racing because there's been such a buildup, you know, with the road to the Kentucky Derby and road to the Kentucky Oaks. And now it's upon us and the excitement has really built. So what are things like for you guys right now in your world, just activity wise and visitor wise to the museum? 
Yeah, we're getting very, very busy right now at this time of year. So we switch over two weeks before the Kentucky Derby to what we call our Derby season. So we start running kind of a lot of specialty tours focused specifically like on this year's Derby. And on this year, on one of the tours, we're kind of focusing on a couple of the legends from past Derbies since this year is Secretariat's 50th anniversary. Uh, we just opened up a brand new exhibit to honor Secretariat's 50th anniversary that just opened last week. And so things have really been picking up we have a lot of people that come in at this time where they're coming to derby and so they want to learn a little bit about about it more before they actually attend the race and we also have a lot of people at this time where maybe they haven't had much experience with the derby and so it's kind of our job to get them excited to where they're going to be watching here in just a couple of days and i'm excited because while i have been to the derby museum many times i've actually never booked a tour through the derby museum before and so team amplify is going to get to shadow you on one of your tours next week so our our fans and followers on social media will be able to get a peek inside what a tour of churchill downs is like on kentucky derby week so you know, why, why is visiting the museum a good opportunity for somebody who might want to learn more about the industry and, and especially, you know, this week and, and the following week? Well, I always think I always think that the Kentucky Derby is kind of the best way for people to get started with this industry. So if you're looking on getting more involved with the industry, or if you're looking to just start to learn a little bit more, there's no better way to do that than with the biggest race of them all, which is the Derby. You know, when I was younger, the Derby is what got me hooked on it. And inside the museum, you know, obviously we focus a lot on the Derby's history, but a lot of our exhibits do kind of help to explain just kind of the general way that the industry works, like what the jockey's job is or what the track conditions are and so when you go on those tours and people have the opportunity to ask questions and get to see everything happening especially this week as they're seeing all like you know the temporary structures being put up as they're seeing the racetrack being groomed in the lead up it really gives them an opportunity to just ask questions and uh, you know learn about all the setup that goes because all most people usually see is the two minutes on tv where the race is going on but when you come out at this time and you get to go on those tours you get to see all the hard work for both the horses and the staff that's here at the racetrack um, as they're leading up for such a big event it's a great description of of the ambiance of all of it and it's hard to not get excited when you're immersed in it and you're at the track and you're seeing the action and you know it's like churchill downs is such a enormous facility and it just you really feel the impact i guess of what this week of what derby week has on the industry and caitlin and timothy have either of you guys been to the derby museum before i have i went in um 2013 it was the week before the derby we had a like a long weekend at school and i went on a tour as well and that was really the first time i'd ever been to the backside of any track and that was just amazing to see all the activity going on yeah, I haven't done the full tour, unfortunately, but I have been in the museum and I have to say like one of the things about it that was so great is that the museum, sometimes museums can be a bit like overwhelming. Um, there's just so much information or vice versa. There's like a lot of pictures and visual um aspects of it but there's not a lot of information to go along with it and i just thought it was so well laid out because 
whether you're like a huge fan of horse racing or just getting into it, you can still get something out of it. Yeah, that's, that's a great, great point. I have to say I'm, I love museums, but if it doesn't have a good flow to it, I do tend to feel overwhelmed and I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to need to take, you know, five trips to get through all of this information, which I mean, I have been to the Derby Museum, you know, probably a dozen times and I've never fully gotten through everything, but I get something out of it every single time I visit, you know, and with the change in exhibits and the change in information and it's easy to take it all in and just leave feeling totally pumped about racing. Sean, what was your first visit to the museum like? Did you know right away, like, hey, this is so for me, like, I totally want to work here? Yeah, I probably didn't realize I actually would end up working here at some point. But I remember the first time that I came to the museum was when I was visiting, because I went to the University of Louisville. So the year before I went there, I came out just to visit the school to see whether or not I wanted to attend it. And so Churchill Downs and the Derby Museum were my mom and I's first stop on our trip. I made sure to do that first before we saw the university. And so we went on one of the barn tours that took us over to the backside of the racetrack. And that was the first time I'd ever gotten to go on the backside of a racetrack you know i'd always seen pictures and stuff but that was really cool the movie is just so well done and really makes you feel like you're right in the middle of derby day and at that time i had never attended the derby myself yet so that was kind of you know the coolest thing that i possibly could have experienced you know growing up being a big fan of the derby and then you know when i, was, I started coming a couple more times and started doing the tours you know as friends and family would come to visit i just started thinking i could probably do this i have enough information about the derby where i'd probably be pretty successful at that and then eventually the opportunity opened up and now here I am and I've been doing it for two years and I've been loving every minute of it that's so cool I I love the fact that your first time on the backstretch of a racetrack was through one of the Derby Museum tours and so I'd love yeah. for you to talk about you know what what will visitors see when they go on a tour through the museum well, there's a couple of different options when they come here. So kind of our basic option that comes with the general mission is our guided track visit. So that's what most people do when they come here. Um, it's just kind of a nice little quick, you run out to see the racetrack. You learn a little bit about the history of the Derby, how it got started, about a couple of the important horses that got us started. And then, you know, learn some information about the racetrack. So for a lot of people that come in and they don't really know anything about horse racing and they don't, they watch the Derby maybe each year, but that's pretty much it it's a great opportunity for them to be able to go out and just see the facility quickly um, being able to learn just a little bit about how it got started and so that way they feel like they know the event a little bit better and then for people that want to go a little bit more in depth we have a lot of specialty tours available so there's that barn tour that i took when i first came and that takes you into the barn area where you get to drive through and see all the horses back there uh, one of the things that i've learned since i've started working here is that the great majority of the general public that doesn't follow horse racing i'd say probably 98 99 of them have no idea that the racehorses actually live on the racetrack in the lead up to the races and so for a lot of people they're shocked to learn of like the community that's back there how many horses are back there um so that's always kind of one of the best tours to kind of open people's eyes to exactly what's involved with getting this industry ready for the races not just the derby but any race and then we also have like a couple tours that will go inside of the grandstand and so you get to see like the more 
for the fancy sections, Millionaire's Row, where the celebrities would be. And so for the people that enjoy that side of the Derby, you know, the getting dressed up fancy and the celebrities, you know, they can go and see those rooms and see what it would be like to be up there on Derby Day. So there's a lot of opportunities, no matter what part of the Derby that you enjoy, whether it's the horses, whether it's the celebrities, whether it's the party atmosphere, there's some sort of tour out there that'll kind of get you that experience and getting to see exactly and imagine what it would be like on the first Saturday in May. And you mentioned, I think maybe Timothy mentioned too, the film at the museum, which is, uh, I, I can't remember, what is the official title of the film, Sean? The Greatest Race. And so it basically, it's like a 360 degree movie it plays on all the walls. You're basically in an in a oval shaped room. It's kind of like the room is shaped like a racetrack. Exactly, and so this yep. film is playing all the way around you and takes you through the experience of what it takes to get a horse to the derby and then, you know, basically derby day from morning through the time that the race happens and I can't get through it without tearing up. And again, I've probably seen the film a dozen times and it just never gets old. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm the same, Anise. Oh, my gosh. Probably seen it at this point hundreds of times because I'll go in there every so often and watch it. And just last week, uh, my mom was in town. So we went and we watched the Derby Horses train in the morning. Then we came back and watched the movie. And no matter how many times I see it, I was still, you know, sobbing, tears rolling down wow. my face towards the lead up right now. So it's amazing every time that you watch it. Caitlin, you started talking about the film. When did you first see it? I first saw it, goodness, probably um, it would be close to, not quite 10 years now, but maybe seven or eight when I was working at, uh, at Windstar and we did, um, we did like a trip for the Stephen Foster um, and that was the first time I had like some chance, a chance to spend some time there. That's so cool. It's just it's such a neat experience. I'm actually, uh, I mean, by the time that this uh, podcast gets published, you know, we'll, we'll probably be well into Derby Week and past this point, but I'm actually going to go this weekend. So at the point of recording this episode, it will be a week out from the Derby. And I'm going to do a, a morning at the track, watching training, you know, going to the museum and really just enjoying the day as a fan which I think is really important, even if you work in the sport, to still have those days that you just take it in and absorb, you know, I guess the the majesty and the magnitude of, of days like this, you know, our biggest events. So I'm... Yes, no, absolutely. It really is. And Sean, I'm sure you'll agree um, that it's <laughs> the museum, like, it really is also for people who work in the industry and it is something like so special to be able to take a moment and just even no matter how long you've been working in the industry to like remember why we do what we do and I feel like it's a very good place to do that. (laughs) Exactly. We have a lot of like, especially at this time of year, it's like the kind of the entire industry is just coming here to Churchill Downs. We'll have a lot of like trainers, owners, jockeys that come in, um, just kind of take a look around because, you know, this is the peak of the sport. This is what everybody that's involved with the sport, no matter what job you do, you dream of one day, you know, 
being working with a derby horse or maybe you know if you're in the media recording a derby horse or just you know covering a derby horse so everybody wants to be involved with the derby and so when you come in for people in the industry you know you're looking around you're hoping maybe one day my name's going to be up on one of these walls and i'll have one of those derby horses and so it's a great place for people in the industry to be able to come in especially at this week and just kind of remember all the history that comes with the derby and just you know remember what your goals for being in this industry are Sean, before we wind things down, I want to give you some time to talk about your YouTube channel because you're also a pretty skilled videographer, which is really cool. And, you know, you have some, it's an amazing side project that you've spent a lot of time and effort on and you've built up a pretty incredible following. So how did you get into videography and, and tell us about your YouTube channel? Yeah, so I got into videography a little bit when I was in high school. So I took a couple of video editing classes when I was in high school, and um, I was in the marching band for our school. And so on one of our trips, we went to Hawaii my senior year. So I went and I filmed and I edited a video with that. So that's kind of where my interest in the filming and the editing and all that got started. Then I didn't really do too much with it in college, but every time that I would come out to the racetrack, whenever there would be a big race or there would be a big horse running, you know, I'd rather I personally, you know, there's so many photographers that take pictures, but I personally prefer having like actual video of them running um, to go back and look at because I like actually getting to see the horses kind of moving around. So I'd always go and take the video. And I remember when Nick's Go ran in the Lucas Classic Stakes in October of 2021, I took all this footage and I was like, well, I have all this footage that I'm going to enjoy watching. Maybe other people would enjoy watching it too. So I went onto YouTube and I put it up there and I, from pretty much from that point on it was just kind of off to the races with that um, but so the YouTube channel is called A Pharaoh 12 named after American Pharaoh the tri 12th triple crown winner which is where the 12 comes from um, but I go to all the big races that I can possibly get to because I was always traveling around to them anyway so now I go and I film all the horses um, I edit it all together so that way people that are at home and can't make it out to the racetrack they can at least have the experience of you know feeling like they're there and getting to see what it's like you know the kind of views that you would get if you were on the racetrack which differs from the tv and it seems like a lot of people definitely appreciate getting to see the horses up close that's so cool i think it you know caitlin and timothy and i have reflected many times on all the different avenues that there are to work with in the industry you know mixing that loving the sport as a hobby and a, a mm -hmm. passion and as a career and so it's really cool that you can have that other level of, you know, immersion in the sport and to share that with others, like that form of art and engagement. And, um, you know, it sounds like you do it because it's something that you love, but also to share that love and passion with other people so they get to enjoy the sport to its fullest. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like to add to that, I feel like that's, why or and that is how like the sport will survive um because there are people in it who are so passionate about it 
Yeah, it's, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've really enjoyed with doing it is just being able to give people the opportunity to just, you know, see the horses a little bit more. Because, like, when you're watching the big races on TV, a lot of times, you know, the channels are switching track to track, so you really only get to see a small little lead-up. And so this hopefully will connect people more to the horses and get to know them a little bit better. And in my opinion, um, you know, the more that people are connected to the horses, the more that they're um, connected to the athletes, you know, that's going to be what actually draws them in and keeps them in the sport because you know we all we all remember that one or two horses that got us into the sport that made us fall in love with it that we were all following so you know if you just randomly catch that person that's watching on youtube and they watch one of the videos and they get connected to that horse and they want to start watching that's going to kind of hook them and bring them into the industry so if i can help to provide that for people you know that's the main goal and sean do you have any like favorite interactions with fans either like from your youtube page or you know working and giving those tours yeah, well, from YouTube, I've now, you know, I've gotten enough of a following now to where I start to run into some people at the racetrack that will kind of recognize me and realize what I'm doing. Um, so I've got um, a couple of friends now that I've made through that where I'll see them at some of the big races. And so that's always nice catching up. From the tours, one of the really nice things that I really enjoy is, especially on some of our longer ones where they spend, you know, maybe two or four hours kind of out together, you really kind of get to know people a little bit better. And whenever they come up after, words and they tell you like oh i just feel like i understand what's going on now so much better and i'm gonna enjoy this so much more going forward that always makes me smile it makes me think that i'm doing my job well and that i'm you know helping to promote the industry promoting the derby and everything like that well sean thank you so much for taking time out of your you know, very busy schedule to join us for the podcast i really look forward to being able to share one of those tours with amplifies fans and hopefully you know continue to encourage people to seek out the derby museum as a resource and just you know an amazing enriching experience in the industry so i will catch up with you in person soon and good luck and happy derby yes i'm looking forward to it thank you guys so much for having me on today and i hope everyone enjoys the derby we're getting close right now so enjoy the excitement because all the lead up to is just as much fun as the actual day itself Thank you so much, Sean. Everybody be sure to watch the Derby first Saturday in May, May 6th this year. And it's on NBC Sports, correct? Yes, NBC itself, I believe. Yeah. NBC, right. Cool. Good plug. Everybody. Have a good plug. Thanks, Sean. Take care. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Guest number two for this episode is Kathy Shercliffe, the Director of Equine Industry Relations for Churchill Downs Incorporated. And Kathy, I I feel like I see you everywhere and you're involved in a little bit of everything. So when we were trying to think of Kentucky Derby related guests, you were at top of mind. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Well, you're so sweet. That's so funny. That is, I feel like that's um, my actual job. It's just running around and trying to make sure people think that I'm everywhere. Well, you're doing a good job of it. So with that, like Uh, knowing that you're having me on and whatever, you know, I'm happy to talk about everything. This week is the the, the wildest, craziest. I love, it's kind of like the, um, you know, like riding a thoroughbred or riding a thoroughbred. You just hold on for dear life and hope that it ends up well. 
So what is going on this week for you? Tell, give us an overview of what you're working on and, you know, any exciting things that Amplify uh, fans and followers should maybe be aware of. For sure. Um, so, you know, we kick off on this Saturday on opening night. But one thing I want to mention for, you know, especially young fans, younger fans is for me, Derby Week, you know, we have the Hunter over Louisville that really kicks off with the Kentucky Derby Festival. There's a thousand amazing things to do. You can check out KentuckyDerbyFestival.com. They have, always have so much stuff going on just throughout the city. Um, I mean, who else throws a whole night of fireworks for a horse race? Um and then, but my, you know, official, what I consider my first official work event of Derby Week is always the Kentucky Derby Museum Gala. And that's Friday, so tomorrow. Um, and it's at the Kentucky Derby Museum. And they now have a uh, backstretch party that is a lower price ticket that you can come at 8.30 and party. And to me, it's just such a great way to get the Derby spirit. They play their greatest race video. And I don't know if you guys have seen that at the museum, but it makes me cry almost every time. That's so uh, funny. We were literally, our, our, our guest that we had on just before you was Sean Collins with the Kentucky Derby Museum. And we were perfect. all talking about how the film makes us cry. It does. I mean, without fail, I'm just like teared up no matter what. I always take new employees to see it. I take, you know, I have a group in that hasn't been in before, you know, neighborhood or uh, community people. I, I just feel like it's the best way to showcase what really goes on for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so, yeah, so that kind of kicks it off for me. And then we have opening night on Saturday at the racetrack, which, you know, night racing is one of my favorite things to introduce people to the sport of horse racing because we really, you know, you can kind of get people that wouldn't normally go to the track just out for a fun night. Um, and this year, again, we're partnering with some, some different um, – partners like Tamek Couture and Rose for Him and Her to really make the focus fashion. So come, you know, opening night in your best attire. I love it. It's such a fun night. Um, have any of you guys been to opening night? I never have. I'm actually, I am going to go on Saturday to opening night. So I'm pumped. I'll have I'm my so first excited. ever opening night let me know what you think. It's such a great time. And um, I think it really kicks off the week right. Caitlin and Timothy, have either of you guys been to opening night? I did. That's when I went in 2013. And um, I remember Titletown 5, I think he won the Derby trial race that night. And then he went on to race in the Preakness a couple weeks later. Yeah, three weeks later. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I love it. So, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, I like to make sure people know about it because I don't, I, you know, people don't always think about a week before. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's something I just wanted to call out. And then Monday, there's two things, you know, so I started or been the director of community relations until fairly recently. Um, and two things that are near and dear to my heart both happen on Monday when there's no racing. And that's the um, Kentucky Racetrack Chaplaincy Race for Grace, which is at the, the uh, track at Turtle Downs and raises money for, you know, what they do there, the racetrack chaplaincy and all their services they provide on the backside. And then, you know, this horse girl, and he's, you know what I'm going to say, the second stride champions night at Alone. <laughs> it's such a fun time. Uh, you have to come. It's, you know, just suggested donation at the door. Trainers were there. We've got a great panel this year, including, you know, my, my new boss, Gary Palmasano, our executive director of racing, uh, to do some panel uh, 
critiques of the, the contenders and everything, but it is just such a, a, a lovely laid-back night, especially when the weather's really good. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we move right on into racing on Tuesday. It's 5 Tuesday, which um, I don't know. I, I feel like I should clarify because to me, 5 Tuesday makes perfect sense. But do you guys know why we named it 5 Tuesday? Well, I'm seeing, I'm because the area code. <laughs> from, the, from the phone, I can see that the area code is 502 for this Churchill Downs number that we're talking from. Exactly. So 502 is the local uh, area code here in Louisville. And so we really wanted to make a day that was specific for, like, Louisville locals. Um, and so we're focusing on a lot of things in the community. Um, one of We have $5 general admission that day, which is pretty cool. Um, and we have a different partners coming in. One of my favorites is Christopher 2X's Game Changers. It's a group of young people that it has this program called Planet Savers and Future Healers, and they are taking um, children that have been affected by gun violence to meet different doctors, and now they have a whole veterinary program. I was just down, Anish, you probably saw the pictures with them at Spendthrift. Um, we had them on the backside. So it's just a really cool program that we're focusing on there. And who doesn't love $5 general admission? I love that there are so many, like, there are so many different initiatives and race days that people could get involved and engaged with because, you know, not everybody can go to Derby. And so it's great that you guys are doing a lot to engage with the local community and, you know, even hyping up opening night because Mm -hmm. it is a really fun evening of racing you get to experience night racing you get the excitement of it being the you know the week before derby and it's something that anybody can go to oh yeah and it's clean people go all out with their attire so i highly encourage just going out all out all week that's one of the things people ask me all the time they're like oh but what do i wear to this day i'm like whatever you would wear to derby wear whatever you want this week this is the week to have fun wear your big hats wear your big fascinator you know, it's just a week to have fun, um, and I love that about Derby Week. It's, there's so much to do and so many fun things to see, and the people watching is like no other. <laughs> so Derby, to me, like being in Louisville during Derby, it yeah. feels like Mardi Gras. <laughs> um, so like Mardi Gras in New Orleans, it's, you know, it's several weeks, but there's like a main week of it. And just every day that you wake up, there's like an energy in the air. And that's how I feel when I am like spending the week in Louisville during Derby. Like you wake up and it's all over the news. It's just, it's like saturating the city. Mm-hmm. I love to hear that. That's It's funny. I went to the Adam Sandler uh, stand up the other night and Rob Schneider opened for him and he did a whole bit on how he was watching the news here and they were already talking about derby and road closures. And he was like, I mean, you guys. And it was just really funny because, you know, even he had noticed it was all over the news. And you're exactly right. It's that energy. It's, you know, people, somebody asked me the other night, they were like, how do you, how do you make it these two weeks? And I was like, sheer adrenaline. It is, you know, you crash at the end of it. This is the, derby might be, might only be two minutes, but the whole two weeks is a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, And so it's just, it's, that energy is what keeps you going because you know you want people that come in to have the best time ever. You want them to remember something. You don't want them to have a bad experience. You want them to have, you know, some, that that nice girl that said that it was nice or what or ha- took me to the bathroom that was not full. <laughs> Those silly little 
yeah. little things that people remember. Um, one thing I'm really excited about, Anise, I think you came last year for Champions Day, which used to be on Tuesday, but that's Wednesday this year. And we're really focusing on, that's the day we've always focused on the industry and celebrating and lifting up champions in the industry. And this year, of course, we've got to honor the most iconic thoroughbred secretariat as we celebrate his 50th anniversary of his Triple Crown win and Derby win. Um, so there's some really great activations that will be there on Wednesday. Um, the Secretariat exhibit from the National Museum of Racing is coming down. And it's just a really amazing uh, way for people to interact with some some derby history, really. What is your favorite part of Derby Week? Um, that's a tough one. Um, my favorite part, you know, it's the – right before the gates open for the derby i like to just take a second and look around look at whoever i'm with and it's just that sheer anticipation when you're about to hear you know the gates are about to open and just it's kind of like um i feel like it's in that movie what is it 27 dresses where he says he likes to look back at the groom and everybody else is looking at the bride i like to look at the crowd and everybody else is looking right at the gate um and there's nothing like it the faces people are just you know Talk about the excitement of the week, the, the emotion that's there, and you know it's going to last two minutes. It's all for two minutes, and it's just that to me is one of the most iconic parts of Derby is just looking around and being like, "Whoa, we did this! This is amazing." That gives me chills, and you get to be part of it in such an intense it's way nerdy, every but year. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it it really like we've we've talked a lot on this episode just of the. I don't know, the magnitude of Derby for our industry and, you know, getting to be immersed in it is such a special thing. So that's pretty cool. It is. It's, there's nothing like it. It's the same. Uh, my second favorite, that's why it was a toss-up for me, is I love to take people that have never been, never seen a horse, nothing, to, and not even backside, just watch a work front side. Derby week is especially poignant, but watching people that have never felt, you all you all know what I'm talking about, when, when the horses just run by you during a work and you hear their breath and you can hear the exercise riders talking to each other yeah, and seeing people see that for the first time, you know, you have a, you know, if they, if they don't fall in love with horse racing, then they're never going to fall in love with it because there's nothing that magical. Uh, and so that's my second favorite is just those early morning dawn at the downs when to your point, it's the energy, right? You can go and watch the horses work, and I do, when it's not Derby Week. But Derby Week, you've got so many people, and just the hope that's there, and you know the, the stretch of time when it's the Derby horses and Oaks horses only on the track, it's, it's magic. That's so amazing to hear <clears throat> from somebody who's, like, so close to it, because you could be a little jaded, right? You could be, like... Oh, it's just like, it's so much work. Um, You know, it's, it's only two minutes, but there's like so much work around it. But just the fact that, you know, the people that we're having on this episode are so close to it, but also so passionate about it is, I think, just, it really like makes me happy. hear that that's the you know it's something that it is a lot of work nobody's gonna lie to you everybody's tired (laughs) it's a lot goes into it it's a lot of long days early mornings late nights. 
but it is, and it's funny because even I started working at Church on Racetrack in events, which you're there, you know, morning, midnight, all of that. Our events team, like, shout out, they are one of the worst, hardest working teams in the world, I would say. Um, and even then, I remember my first derby working in events, we all kind of got together and right before that derby race. That's honestly when I started looking at the gate or looking away from the gate at everybody because it was like, oh, my God, I was a part of this. And you do, you get chills. You're like, wow, everybody's here for something that I've been working towards for the last however many weeks, months, whatever. Um, So it is, you know, it's really easy to get jaded in anything um, when you work in it, right? But that is, the Derby Magic does bring you back and just makes you remember why people are here, what's so special. Um, I mean, it's pretty, it's intense. (laughs) Kathy, do you have any, like, favorite... um moments and memories with fans um you know whether they saw it for the first time or just you know anything really special like that um there's been a lot of really great fans um some of my more favorite fan stories actually weren't even derby week it's you know when somebody's been there for the first time ever and i can surprise them and bring them down and do a trophy presentation and they're you know, they're crying, they've never been in the winter circle, and I'm like, it's a claiming race, but it's, you forget how magical that is when somebody, they're like, I presented the trophy to this horse, and you're like, right, this is a big deal. What we do in this industry is really cool. Like, we need to remember that. Um, so while I'd love to say it was a, a derby fan experience, it honestly is like a, I think that the one I'm thinking of was a Thursday night when we were having Twilight Racing in September, and this woman just kept telling me how grateful she was that I took her down there. And I was like, I forgot. I forgot that we. this is a really special, cool thing that we do in this industry. Um, other than that, I mean, honestly, I just love watching people become fans. I love watching somebody that, you know, placed their first exact box bet and they bet all of $6 or whatever it is. And they're screaming like they just hit the pick six. And you're like, this is amazing. What, what other sport do you have, like, that much raw emotion over such a small bet? Um, um, that's still I, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah, I hit that show bet. <laughs> exactly. And that, but it's so fun. I love, I love watching people, too. Um, I always encourage people, which I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I, to have fun at their table when they're at the races and do things like the show pools or the comeback pool and I was, it was, um, I think in the Sky Terrace one, one of the Derby weeks, it wasn't Derby, it was like Serby, and this group was having the best time watching their horses come back because they've done a comeback pool, and they got like almost the whole floor involved, and everybody was screaming for the horses, and you're, you're like, the race is there? Oh, right, the comeback pool, I forgot, I forgot. Um, so those are the kinds of things that I really love, um. That, and I'm sorry, that's not a probably not the ideal answer to your question, but those are the things you know that have been most impactful to me. Um, and then for my own experiences, honestly, the 2020 Derby, when my family is in horse racing and we bred a, a couple horses and things like that, and one of our horses won the American Turf that we had bred, and I just remember looking at my dad, and both of us were like, "Well, this day can't get any better. This is amazing." Wow. And then later that day, we were a part of Authentic, and I was like, okay, things got, okay, this is the greatest day, like, okay. Um, So, that to me, just being able to share that with family is, yeah, 
nothing quite like it. Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine. Kathy, what would you recommend? Because I have so many friends who learned about racing from watching a big race on TV for the first Mm -hmm. time, whether it was the Kentucky Derby or another one of the Triple Crown races. So what would you recommend to a young person who learns about racing by watching the Kentucky Derby and wants to get more involved? I think that the first question to ask yourself is how do you want to get involved? Do you Are you more interested in owning a horse? You know, there's a lot of micro-share um, syndicates out there now, and actually we'll be launching again. Uh, the Church Arms Racing Club will be back after Derby. So that's a, you know, 501c7 that's set up, and it's $500 a share, and you get to be a horse owner. Is it that you want to then pursue some options in the racing world, or, you know, for a, for a job? That's one thing, and I know, Anise, we've talked about that at length, is, you know, I grew up in this industry, and I didn't think ever about working in it until I got here, because I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm clearly not athletic or, or built to be a jockey. So, like, that was out, and I definitely am not talented enough to be a trainer, and I'm not, I throw up when I see blood, so I could never have been a vet. <laughs> it to me until how much else goes into racing, Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's something, so, you know, checking your own amplifies job boards and seeing all the different options within it, talking to people like the Ed Brown Society, if you're in school where, you know, they have scholarships to, to get people of all types of um, educational backgrounds and desires, law, accounting, those are things that people don't always think about are so needed in the equine industry, um, into racing for scholarships and things like that. Um, and then the other part of it is just, do you want to be? Do you want to be the next year's Derby host? Do you want to be the person that your friends come to you and say, "Ooh, who are we betting on? Who are we gonna? You know, where are we gonna have the Derby party this year?" Um, because that's a big part of racing too, is that fan cultivation, and we need that. So I think that you know that would be my biggest advice is to just first take a look and see what you're most interested in, and then go from there. Because if you're, you know, if you if you really love the betting side of it, then you may not care as much about the like pomp and circumstance of the big events. Like follow your favorite sires. That's one of the things that I always love too, is to just see you know, how many like people go after the sire when they're betting, which is kind of funny to me. I'll tell a tiny story and I apologize, Chad, if you're listening to this, but I took one of our team members to Spencer and he doesn't know much about horses and we were talking and, he was standing between authentic and into mischief, and he goes, do they know that they're father and son? And we <laughs> kind of looked at each other, and we were like, that is actually a great question. Like, we would never, it would not have occurred to any of us to ask that. So those are the types of things I would say is just ask the questions, uh, because if we don't know to answer them, we will not, we won't, we're really doing a disservice. So yeah. just ask the questions. And it can be a complicated sport, an industry yeah. to learn and so don't feel nervous about asking questions because at one point in time you know Caitlin I think you actually said this at one point on the podcast like at one point in time the person that you're asking the question to didn't know the answer and so like we that were is, all there that's an excellent point and that's something and I will be the first to say it I am the director of equine industry relations for Churchill Downs and I still will from time to time go into somebody else's office and be like, what does this mean? I have no yeah. idea. 
and I get stumped all the time. So please ask questions because, again, that, to your point, who you're asking at one point didn't know the question either or know the answer either. Well, Kathy, well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us on this episode. I, you know, I hope that this marathon of the upcoming week goes well and very smoothly for you. And hopefully we cross paths at some point in person. And yeah, uh, yeah happy derby season. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll be watching from Texas. <laughs> thank you. Have a good day. Bye, Kathy. Bye, guys. Oh my gosh, I'm if it's possible, I'm more excited for Kentucky Derby now than I was before we started this podcast. Yeah, all the hype is so real and um yeah, it was just great to hear so much of the great stories that Kathy and Sean shared with us. And so many great things that, you know, the community can be involved with that week and even, you know, we talked a lot about how even if you work in the industry, like ways that we as uh, you know people who, who work in it but are still fans of the sport can feel the energy and excitement and, and get enthused about racing. I can tell you guys I'm pretty pumped to get to Churchill Downs on Saturday. So the day that we're recording this episode is actually Thursday, April 23rd. So this coming Saturday will be exactly one week out from the Kentucky Derby. And um, as I mentioned before, I'm going to go as a fan and just enjoy the day, watch morning training, make a day of it in Louisville, and then stick around for night racing for opening night. And I wish you guys could be there with me. Uh, Yes, I'm so jealous. Um, I just, I absolutely love this time of year. (laughs) Like I said, it's, it feels like Mardi Gras in New Orleans. (laughs) Um, it's just such a neat time. And I think it's so important. And that's like that the Kentucky Derby is the touch point for people who are not familiar with the industry or racing. It's, um, even just as a fan, it's like how we introduce, it's what we can talk to people about. It's like the first common ground that we find, yeah. Um, and so I think that it's really important that we continue like educating people once we have their attention with uh, Kentucky Derby on all the things surrounding, like even the undercard races or even, you know, some people might not even know just watching the Derby on national TV that you can go to Churchill Downs and spend a day there racing on like a normal day. <laughs> and it's, it's still like a historic place to be. It's where the derbies run. Um, but yeah, I think that doing a lot of outreach around Kentucky Derby is really important for our industry. And another thing to mention is that the front side of the track, and when we refer to front side, we mean the grandstand area, is going to be open to the public derby week to come in and watch morning training as Kathy had mentioned, you know, how special it is to watch morning training on the week of Kentucky Derby or leading up to the derby itself. And so that's something that anybody can pop in. You don't have to book a tour. You don't have to pay admission. You can come in. uh, I actually don't know if you can bring your coffee or not, but I like to think that you can bring a coffee with you if it's an early morning and watch training and see the Derby horses and the, the Kentucky Oaks fillies and uh, 
it's it's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that everybody <laughs> heading to the track will be listening to this podcast. Yeah, definitely. A lot of great information in here. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed it as well. Follow Amplify this upcoming week for, you know, we'll have some cool reels and lots of Instagram and Facebook stories and good stuff on Twitter as we are live from Churchill Downs. And so tag along, send in your questions. If there's anything specific you want us to to film or educate about, we would be happy to do that. But other than that, thank you guys so much. Enjoy this amazing season and we'll chat with you on the next episode. Happy Derby. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Amplify Horse Racing Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, www.amplifyhorseracing.org, and follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for more of our content. If you have any podcast ideas, please email us at info at amplifyhorseracing.org. We'll catch you next time.